the last thing he had open was TikTok. So naturally, when you open your phone, it goes to the last app. And he picked up his phone and he was going to text his mom for the last time goodbye. And that video, the first rest up video I did, popped open. And um, in his words, it saved his life. We'll kick those tires and start that virtual fire. Although in this case, the virtual fire looks oh so nice because we are camping virtually today, not with an influencer, but with a content creator inspiring legions of fans around the world. I am here with Kevin Lawson, and because he has chosen to reside in the North Pole, a.k.a. Michigan, I cannot bring my bus to him. So instead, he brings his rather aptly designed studio to me, which has both a road, a Route 66 wallpaper, and a really nice fireplace. And then I know that's water, but if that was a glass full of like a fine bourbon, it would really kind of kind of Robert Goulet set the mood there, white, you know? White bourbon. White bourbon. Okay, well, that's our new sponsor there. So whereas my obfuscated view does not look anything remotely resembling camping. So we, I'm camping in name only. Anyways, Kevin Lawson has millions of followers. And today he might even share how he got those followers and what he intends to do with them. So Kevin, thanks for camping with us, man. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. And thank you for showing your whole face because I know that, uh, you know, just to dive in some of your content, oh, there it is. There it is. You pioneered a new, the half style, which was basically, you had the brilliant idea to cover half your face. And somehow that just resulted in amazing thumb stop ratios and people clicking your content. Do you credit your success, not with the inspirational and moving content, but rather with the, uh, disguising of half your face? All of it is half face. Uh, yeah. I have yeah. to because that's what gets people to click in because they're curious what the other half of my face looks like. That's so right. like, what's going on with this guy? Is he the Terminator? Did he get burned when he was young? They don't know. So they keep tuning in to see. And now I just ruined it for your show. So uh, there you go. We'll edit and post. We can cut out half the face. And I guess that begs an obvious question too, is which side of your face do you show? Because, you know, the camera inverts it when you have the frontal cam. So like, which side do you hide? You know, I mean, it's um, left yeah. side. Yeah, left side. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, well, Kevin, you have a really interesting story because you did not grow up wanting to be a TikTok content creator because for many reasons, TikTok did not exist. And two, I don't, I, I think you did not imagine ending up with the success you've had here. So I would love it if you could share with us, the fans, how the, the Kevin Lawson road to where we are now, you know, if you can condense the, you know, three decades plus of your life into just like a nice five minute answer. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll try. Uh, but yeah. so, uh, 2020 COVID, uh, hit everybody. And, uh, I was in the corporate world and, um, I was red meat, so to speak. So, I was, you know, um, my salary and whatnot. So, um, it's my belief that COVID was used to trim a lot of people's jobs at the time that maybe didn't need to go. So I was one of them. I was selected. And like a lot of other people, I lost my job. And so it kind of put me in this position to say, okay, what next God? Um, and I remember just to um, sum it up is I've been, I, backstory is I've, I've been in the corporate world for 15 years up until this point. 
and um, and just basically like glorified um, operations. Okay, uh, managing people, um, running a book of business, uh, and whatnot. And when I had lost my job during COVID, when COVID first happened, the initial blow of COVID, um, I kind of heard um, God speak to my spirit and say, "Now is the time." And I ignored it. Uh, I think most of us ignore those first, make sure we're not crazy, you know, hearing things we shouldn't. <laughs> um, now, like, real quick. So you said you felt God. Uh, so you, you're a Christian, I'm assuming then, um, you know, or you just hear voices. So it's one of those two, right? Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I was determining at the time to make sure I wasn't just hearing voices and it was him speaking to me. And uh, I chose to say, I'm just hearing voices at the time. Um, okay. I'm a believer. God is, you know, Jesus above all. Right. Um, and so, um, I ignored it and I just went right back into the job market and, um, actually got offered another job and it was actually more pay back in the corporate world. And I remember picking up the phone and calling my wife and saying, Hey babe, I got a job. Um, this is probably, I don't know, two and a half, three months after I lost my job and really excited about it. And then my wife kind of stopped me and said, um, isn't it time uh, to use the gifts that God gave you? And if you know my wife, she's not really a spiritual talking person, right? She believes, but she's not one you're going to sit down and have a faith conversation with. So it kind of stopped me dead in my tracks. And, um, and I was kind of like, no, do you see the bills? Like it, no, mm -mm, it's not the time. And I, she goes, I think it's the time. And it kind of hit me because when I first lost my job, I heard God saying the same thing and I ignored it and see my whole, my past 14 years that are 15 years that I was in the corporate world and pursuing this career and trying to climb this ladder. Um, I've always heard God say, you know, now looking back retrospect, right. Um, saying, use the gifts that I gave you and, and use them to lift other people up to him in whatever way that means. I didn't know what it mean, meant at the time. So anyways, I was like, um, well, this must be God because if he's using my wife in this moment, in the most undesirable moment, meaning that yet Bill's stacking up and everything else, um, this must be him. So I picked up an app and a phone and, uh, <laughs> it kind of just blew up from there. Um, my first viral video was, uh, it was it's, again, it's great. Faith will make you look stupid. Okay. Um, until this starts to rain, right. Just ask, ask Noah. So anyways, my faith making me look stupid moment was when I was sitting in the middle of a road with my camera and letting God speak to me through it. And, um, and which was born the rust stop videos. And, um, the next thing you know, um, I think it was like the next day, the video was like already up to like 4 million views. And now wait, so in context, how many videos had you done before your first viral video? Um, uh, I would say probably a handful, like maybe 15 or 20. And okay. so at this point, five, so basically based on the numbers, you could say approximately 5% of your videos at that point went viral <laughs> so, um, because you got one out of 20 and it got millions. Like were you sitting there watching TikTok? I I've had one video that kind of went viral and it's weird when you're like, 
whoa, like this thing, every time you refresh, it's like, boom, 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 which is sort of akin to a Vegas, uh, you know, roulette or yeah. a, a slot Stop. machine. It's definitely addicting to watch that. You're going, oh my gosh, validate me, validate me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but dude, that's, I mean, 4 million, were you like just going, oh my gosh. I, I had to turn off the notifications because they were coming in so much. But the thing is, Ryan, they were, it was, it wasn't just other Christians. It was, um, people who didn't believe atheists, it was Muslims. It was people who were gay, people who were straight, um, felons, uh, saints. Like it was little kids all the way up to 90 year old, um, senior citizens. And that were responding and DMS coming in. And it was just a simple message of not quitting. It was not like, I didn't wordsmith anything. Right. I didn't, it wasn't this big intellect conversation um, or anything like that. It was basically a simple message from God that says, don't quit. This is just rest stops or rest, but don't quit. And, um, and it just took, I think it, 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 I think it's sitting at around like 33 million views right now, that video, but, um, and it kind of exploded from there. Um, and TikTok just blew up for me from there. And then, you know, it slowed down and then it picked back up and it kind of opened up other doors. That's kind of how it all started really. Wow. I mean, it's tough. You know, you, we have such a love hate relationship with these devices um, because they can be such a distraction and they can, especially if the social dilemma film is to be believed, they are definitely harmful uh, yeah. to our, our overall neurology. But then you take something where you took a, just a very ecumenical message. And I'm assuming this is a video you're, you're sitting in the middle of a road and you're just being encouraging to people and uh, and you see millions of people respond to that. So uh, I guess m many questions here, but one, um, does that point towards like, does, when you, when you saw that, did you just go, Oh my gosh, just that, that tells me so many people just need encouragement right now. Like 100%. Um, it was humbling in a way. And I, honestly, Ryan, I teared up a little bit because there's just so many messages in everything. There's so many people that um, they don't got nobody to talk to. They don't have um, somebody tell them not to quit, right? They don't have, because maybe they're, they're by themselves and they just don't have a resource, if you will, um, or lack thereof. And um, they're able to pick up a phone and they're the, uh, even if it's just for 60 seconds. Um, but that 60 seconds, um, it reminds me of like um, Jesus feeding the 5,000. And it's like, you don't think that God can do things, but, um, with, with very little, but he can, he can do such big things with very little. In fact, on that particular video, um, there was this kid that, um, said that he was about to end it. And he picked up his phone to text his mom for the last time. And, uh, <laughs> um, try to keep it together. Um, and forward, it goes to the last app and he picked up his phone and he was going to text his mom for the last time. Goodbye. And that video, the first rest up video I did popped open and, um, in his words, it saved his life and wow. he checked some help from there. And, um, um, I haven't, didn't keep a conversation going with him, but it's just little, um, God nudges in that way, like 60 seconds. I know social media can do a lot of harm, but it can do so much good. It just, it's a tool that can be just like anything else in this world can be wielded for bad or good. Just like the words that come out of your mouth every day.
So um, you just choose to do good with the tools you're given, right? Yeah. Wow. That's incredible, man. Um, praise, praise God that uh, he was able to see that. Um, it is, you know, it is, it is a remarkable thing. You know, you're right. Social media can be used for good and for bad. Um, man, well, thank you for sharing that. Um, man, I have so many, so many questions for you. Um, I guess one thing, just for those who kind of are, I mean, you're very open about your faith and very just, you know, encouraging with that. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, like when you say you felt God speak to you and you sort of hinted that a lot that God is, uh, and it's not just you, I hear this from our Christian guests all the time that God is always speaking, right? It's like us who are, you know, on TikTok listening to Kevin Lawson instead of, uh, you know, instead of, uh, listening to God. But what was that like? Was that a, I'm assuming it wasn't an audible voice. Was it just a, was it like a, a sense of knowing how would you best attempt to describe it? It's, it's speaking to your spirit. Um, I don't ever hear an audible voice, right? Um, it's, uh, I guess it's a, a conviction of the spirit in a way, in a good way. And sometimes you could take conviction as a bad term, but um, it's where you, it just, everybody gets it. But a lot, I would say majority of people ignore it, right? Hmm. They, uh, that's kind of crazy. And they just ignore it. And it's why it's always like, Sometimes you just got to turn down the noise of everything else, your doubt and whatever you're hearing. And so you can hear because God is the closest. He's the closest to you, right? Because he's he's within here. So um, sometimes you got to turn down the noise of the outside world so you can pick up what he's trying to tell you and just kind of listen in. But, yeah, it's it, he speaks to your spirit. Now, pinpricking your spirit uh, is a good term that I heard from somebody uh, recently. Um, and that's basically how it happens for me. Anyway, I can't speak for everybody else. Yeah. And so, yes. Yeah, so, and then obviously it's, you know, this the old proverb wisdom is proven right by your children. So you apparently did hear correctly because you got, you know, blessed with this sort of like a ministry for lack of a better term um, via TikTok. Um, yeah. You know, and I think it's interesting too, because TikTok has this, you know, perception for so many as just being a haven for dance videos and sort of just, you know, ridiculousness, right? I've um, done ridiculous and the dance videos too. Yeah. And, and yet it can also, you're an example of where it can actually be used for some, some real good. Um, because I know a lot of people have a love hate relationship with TikTok, and it's, it's, it's cool to hear on your side, how it's being used for good. So how would you describe for those who haven't checked you out yet? Like, is there a ratio of content? Is it, you know, like a third encouraging a third kind of fun? Like, how would you best describe kind of your content now? Um, uh, I guess let me, let me start it this way. I, I got asked this question before. Um, how do you do it? Like, yeah, somebody. I, I was on a podcast interview before and said, okay, so Kevin, for all the people out there wondering how to become a content creator and how to, you know, obtain this platform that you have, how do you do it? And, and I was so cliche to say, Ryan, but, uh, the best thing you can do is be yourself in every way imaginable. Um, a lot of times people said, you got to find your niche, right? Um, and I actually had a big, big creator when I was probably about maybe 15,000 people following me. Tell me, you got to find your niche. You got to stop talking about God or you got to stop trying to be funny. And um, you got you to gotta pick one or the other because otherwise it's not going to work. Well, I didn't take the advice. So uh, <laughs> I do it all. 
Like I do whatever is in me at the moment, whatever my creative side of me, that God, the, the gifts that God gave me, um, that's what I, I, that's the video, that, that's the content that gets created. And it could be something motivating and spiritual that might make you cry or two, but it also be something that will make you laugh, um, might make you cringe, uh, um, but, or it just might be some creative piece. So my content is literally all over the place, but it's me. That's who I am in real life. A lot of people said, think that like, and, and it is true that a lot of people out there are like, they're not what they are online. But I promise you, everything you see on my content, that's me in real life. Like, just ask my wife. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's great advice. So it isn't because a lot of people do say you have to go niche, even from an algorithmic standpoint, like you need to tell TikTok what to be able to do with you. And, yeah. you know, could you argue that you started though a little more niche or was your content all over the place when you first started? Um, I, I would, I would say that it was, it's, it, it's always been a little all over the place okay. and it got as I grew. Um, there is like, for an example, I will say this, like I'm into fitness now and I love the mass, the motivational audio and fitness together. I'm doing that on Instagram, but, um, it, when I try to plug that into TikTok, um, it's not something the algorithm likes to push out or it's not something because TikTok has a, um, a different algorithm than Instagram and Facebook and all the, that's what made it so unique because uh, Joe Smo or whoever could just get on there and just, it doesn't even have to be something creative and you do something and all of a sudden you have millions and millions of you overnight. It, that's just how it happens. And that's what made TikTok grow the way it is. Um, but so I guess there is a, a niche moment in TikTok as well as Facebook, Instagram and all of them. But, um, but don't allow that to scare you away from, being who you are. Cause I promise you, it's like, I, I had a conversation with someone uh, the other day and it's about they're a Christian and they're trying to make Christian content on TikTok, And they're like, and I, and this person was doing looking at their content and they're just, they're, you know, giving Bible verses, explaining it all. And, and you can tell it's forced and they're just getting on there to, um, um, how do I put this politely? Um, to push out scripture and talk about God for the views at the end of the day um, in retrospect. And it's like, don't do it when your cup's not overflowing. Don't get on there and try to pour into other people. Leave that for another day when your cup is full and you can come back and really deliver whatever it is that you were filled up with. Um, and that's kind of how I treat my content is whether I'm being goofy, funny, or motivational, it's, it's, it comes from an overfilling cup. 99. That's cool that you say you can actually do, you know, a few things. Cause I think a lot of people wrestle with, you know, do I have to pick one niche and do it? Uh, would you say that you can just, Hey, get up there, just try, just crank stuff out and realize that a lot's not going to work. And you know, you, maybe you get lucky in the first one of your first 20 videos gets 30 million views or for a lot of people, it takes a lot longer, you know, but you just got to keep cranking out stuff. Yeah. Yeah. If you really want to do, you want to be a content creator, you got to you really just got to keep putting in the, the content. I mean, don't get down there and put 20 videos a day. Anybody that gives that advice, I think it's silly advice. Um, uh, that's not going to work. Um, you know, two to three videos a day, maybe, but just get on there, be yourself and just keep plugging away. Cause, um, don't be scared of failing at this because you're going to fail. Um, and th that's going to drive you right out of it. Otherwise. 
So let me get this straight. This is rather unorthodox advice. Are you suggesting that to be a content creator, one must create content? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my. Oh, with some regularity. This is. Yeah. This. Is, this I'm, I need to. I need to absorb this. You know. This is. <laughs> I'm <it's>, Einstein <laughs> level of thinking. Most likely. Uh, and to get a little granular too, you know, do you have any, I, I know it's constantly changing and there's probably no magic formula there, but do you have any advice for the folks who are always asking about what about the tags? What about the descriptions? What about the trends you're seeing? You know, is there anything from the Oracle of Kevin uh, as far as what you're seeing? I don't know. I mean, I'm in, in being honest with people like, um, I've wrestled with how to tag or how, how to caption constantly and there's like so many i guess think tanks uh out there where people are like you should tag you shouldn't tag or you should um um do this hashtag or that hashtag and all and you could really drive yourself crazy i i would just say just if you if you are being creative or you're a creative create your content and then post the caption of what comes to you ignore the noise of everything else and just do you i know that's simple but I'm telling you it works. Uh, forget all the advice. Um, <laughs> uh, except this advice. <laughs> except this advice. Uh, my, the thing is, it's like so many people, it's kind of like if you want to go on a diet, right. To get your six pack back. Like, cause I got a, um, a lint trap for a belly button. I'm trying to get my six pack back. And so it's like, you could, if you go on the internet and you're trying to get advice for that, um, you're going to be very overwhelmed really quick. So um, I guess the advice that I'm giving is just, just take a little bit, allow it to plant a seed, but make sure you water your own seed and let mm. it grow. What works for you? Because at the end of the day, it has to work for you. It doesn't matter if it works somebody, for somebody else. Like you, you can't get somebody else's mail, right? That's their mail in their mailbox. You, you got to stick to what. That's what a federal you. offense. That's mail fraud. Yeah. That's right. We don't want mail fraud. We don't want mail fraud, man. No way. No. Actually, I feel like we should make a t-shirt. Mail fraud could be like a Christian term for like when you don't feel like you're worth from God and you feel like a mail fraud, you know? I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it might work. Right. Oh my gosh. Also, the folks should know that we had a coffee enterprise. Remember? Um, we, we we did a Jesus Fix It gourmet coffee blend, right? For your co Are you still doing your coffee hours? I thought that was a cool thing you were doing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, has been very limited. I went out to Wyoming, uh, recently and, uh, we were, I was out there with my wife and my kid, uh, we we're out in the, on vacation in the mountains, riding T horses, the Tetons, um, uh, not the Tetons. We were by Yellowstone. We're in Cody, oh, amazing, which is right outside of Yellowstone. So we got to ride horses in the mountains, fly fish, um, you know, be cowboys and cowgirls for um over a week and then we drove back through and went through like the badlands and cool. and mount rushmore and all that good stuff but anyway so but we were out there so i kind of the the monday morning coffees stopped for a little bit and now i'm just kind of getting back into my did my first one back last week and it is i think it's going to turn into a monday evening talk or monday evening live just because there's more people that are able to view um after 8 p.m Eastern Standard Time versus at seven or eight or nine or ten in the morning. 
For those who don't know about your coffee hour, I should have clarified, this is a cool way to engage with fans. So once you've achieved a certain kind of, you know, threshold of, you know, followers, um, and actually real quick, what was your trajectory as far as growth of followers? Was it hockey stick or did you find it was peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys, and then shot up? Uh, you know, cause actually if I recall, you achieved a relatively, uh, high level followers, uh, millions of followers. And I think it was something like two years, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, um, I'd like to call them confirmations though. Um, instead mm-hmm. of fall because they, <laughs> they, they give me the confirmation that I need each day that I'm doing the thing that I should be doing. So, uh, but I digress. Um, yeah, it's like it, it, it's, it's been a steady growth, but it's definitely peaks and valleys, right? I mean, it's the same way. I mean, really as life, you know, you got your peaks and you got your valleys and I think the same way, um, you can't really expect, um, there are very few that just shoot through the roof and don't have a valley. You know what I mean? So um, don't look at them for an example, because you're going to be miserable trying to do this. You're going to have peak valleys. So I wonder if Elon Musk backed out of the Twitter deal because there weren't enough confirmations. They're probably a whole lot. (laughs) lot, Like I might've bit off more than I could chew on this one. I should probably. That's okay. Now it's good there. All right. So you've mentioned your wife several times. Sounds amazing. We always ask every guest on here who has the privilege and blessing of being married. What is Kevin Lawson's marriage advice? Oh gosh. Uh, don't get married until you're after 30 and someone can take that to the wrong way. <laughs> um, but, uh, don't, I would say don't get in a relationship until you're after 30, but, um, me and my <laughs> wife, um, have been together since I was 15 and she was 16. Wow. Right. High school sweethearts. Uh, yeah, well, even though we came from different sides of the railroad track, I was a punk kid, thought he was a gangbanger. She was not the completely opposite. Um, I don't even know how we fell into each other. Uh, but, um, so in, so we were dating quite a long time before we got married and then we got married. Um, I think I was 23 when we, um, we've been married for 19 years now. Um, so yeah, my advice is uh, right off the top of the dome is uh, just understand that marriage is work. Um, a lot of people, when they get married, they think it's like going to be rose petals and it's going to feel like the honeymoon. And it's it's not always going to, there's going to be the roommate stage of marriage. There's going to be um, doubts, questions, and fears. and But um, you just got to understand that marriage is work. I guess the best, I had, I'll, I'll tell you this, I'll share this piece of advice with you. Is, and, and your viewers is there came a point where my wife and I, where it was just, it was tough and, um, really was about to just kind of call it quits. And this is about four years ago. And I remember picking up the phone, I still have the text and, um, you know, just, I prayed about it for the day and I'm trying to figure it out. And, I texted her and I said, um, I said, babe, I, uh, I don't want to give up on this. Um, I think that if we're going to give up on anything, I think let it be perfection, not us. Because what I keyed in on is that that's what we were trying to do to each other. We're trying to perfect each other. We were trying to, because everybody likes to mold each other in a way, right? I mean, we all mm-hmm. do that. But um, we got to the point where we we're trying to expect things that were the unexpected 
um, from each other and um, really fell into that perfection trap. And it blinded us to why we fell in love in the first place. Love isn't perfect. It will never be perfect. Um, and just understanding that it's work. And uh, you got to work through it. And if you're going to work through anything, you got to leave perfection aside. Because if you expect perfection in anything, whether it's a relationship or anything else, faith, anything, um, you're going to fail at it nine times out of ten. So mm-hmm. that that's my um, shot in the dark at advice for um, marriage. But again, I would not advise um, getting in a relationship until you're over 30. It's just because of the fact that like you do so much growing when you're in your adolescence and through your twenties, especially in your twenties and trying to figure out who you are as a person, where you're at in your faith. What do you want to do with yourself it is 10 times harder to do any of that when you're trying to work it out with uh, somebody you love too. So mm. that would be advice to the young people out there is to, um, slow down. Don't rush. Um, getting married won't save you and being single won't kill you. I promise. Mm. I think we should go. And now our sponsor eHarmony, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh man, that's great. All right. Well, yeah, except unless you live in biblical times or medieval times and you're married at 15, in which case, you know, do what you got to do because now you have the luxury. Um, Bam. Uh, before I get into another sort of deeper question uh, before we go, I did, I forgot to ask, um, you mentioned for content creation, we should, you know, be true to ourselves, be genuine. Are you also, yeah. I think you shared with me at one point too, and this, this may seem obvious, but, um, you, you've obviously pioneered this, that, uh, do you think it's finding a style or an aesthetic that stands out is, is important when you create this content and where we see, because it's interesting, TikTok seems to have started off with these kind of like dance videos, et cetera. I am seeing so much more high produced stuff now. And obviously yeah. you don't, you don't have to create like, you know, feature length films on, on TikTok, but uh, I'm assuming that it's becoming more and more important to have a visual aesthetic that can be kind of, you know, your signature. Does that, is that accurate? Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, uh, TikTok, the way it's going right now, it's trying to compete with YouTube. I mean, that's, that's, that's what's happening right now with TikTok is they opened up even 10 minute long videos, um, not to all the creators, but to some right now, I think majority can get the three minute um, length videos. So they're really in there. Actually, their algorithm is actually pushing out um, longer videos. It's funny you say that I just posted my first three minute video ever yesterday with Mr. Peterman from Seinfeld, John O'Hurley, and it has blown up. Um, and I'm going this way. I thought I'm supposed to make something that someone watches and then five seconds. And this is like a three minute story. And he very like slowly opens the stories. Like, let me tell you a story about where I'm going. And it was like, Whoa. And I kept watching on this thing. Like, you know, it's, it's not, it's not a Kevin Lawson style, but it's at like 11,000 views in eight hours, you know? So we're getting going, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I've had like with some of the ones I've done with my daughter, my daughter's actually the real star of TikTok, my TikTok channel now and not me. Um, she, uh, like we do this series, these cookie series where, um, basically it's, it's me, uh, trying to get some cookies and she's selfish and won't ever give me any cookies. And so I get the cookies. I, I actually probably died in, by the way of her hands, I don't know, like eight or nine times now and came back to life. Um, but they love the cookie series videos. And some of those are longer, like a two minute, like we did the whole Chris Kyle, uh, American sniper 
themed one where like she has a nerf gun and she's doing the sniper um and shooting the cookie out of my hand and then taking me out with the scope shot like and it was the same scene we used the audio from american sniper and wow. so just people follow those but that was like a two minute i was like this is that's like my first two minute tiktok and actually i think it was like a million plus views so but they they just they they love to see the father daughter bond that we have, and I'm blessed that I have it. And she, as of now, she still likes to do it with me. We'll see what happens when she, you know, she's 12. Um, we'll see what happens when she becomes like 16 if the stasis. Hey, they always need money though. There's a cycle, you know. Your parents are cool, then they're not cool, then you come back, and then eventually you need like, you know, whatever, Dad. Can I have some money, right? And then one day when they have kids of their own and they realize that you're just doing the best you can. And they're like, I'm so sorry. Can you watch the kids so I can sleep, you know, and the, and the vicious cycle continues. So, um, and then you like your parents, you get really old and you're just like, man, my parents were cool. You know, I just didn't know it. Um, He's just better than your parents did. Right. I think that's what, uh, that's the, the, yeah. the case is you just try to do a little bit better than what your parents did and then kind of pass that on. Hopefully that continues through them. You know, awesome. All right. So three minute content on TikTok. Give it a shot. Try some longer form stuff. See what you can do. Um, anything else before we close out the elusive TikTok subject? Anything else you want people to know? Uh, again, I just want to stress and being yourself, be genuinely and unapologetically uh, you. Uh, people are really good. Oh, not everybody, but most people are really good at seeing through the BS uh, for lack of a better term. Um, and, and they'll know whether or not you're being true. So just be, be who you are. Don't try to be something you're not because, uh, that's rabbit hole. That's hard to get out of. Um, Mm. even if you do have success with it. Amen. Uh, last question for you. This is a tradition on this show. Uh, do you have a spooky sort of, you know, Rod Serling twilight zone story or something mysterious? We've had everything from spiritual warfare to haunted mansions to, uh, you know, just running out or eating a gluten-free cookie. So, um, there's all sorts of things that can plague the human experience, but do you have something that stands out to you that would be cool for our campfire? I, I do. Um, Ooh, all right, let's go. This is good. People are though. Kevin believes in ghosts. Well, uh, I'm just- 99% of guests on this show have shared a story involving a metaphysical apparition. Okay. So, um, I'm going to stick with ghosts because I'm not as good with words as you are. Um, but when I was growing up, we, I, were, I was born in Michigan. And um, uh, right after I was born, I, we were living in West Virginia. And we lived on the street called Woodmont in West Virginia. And it's a street all breaks. Anyways, um, just painting the but We had a, um, my mom was renting a house. It's just my mom and she was raising us three boys. Our dads, yeah, that's another story. They were never in our lives. But um, this house is an older house. And, um, one of the things that we started noticing is things would come up missing. And a lot of times my mom liked to blame us for it. Uh, well, where did this go? Where did that go? Oh, we ain't taking nothing. We didn't do nothing with them. And one time my mom had a party and, um, and she is now a believer that there's some type of ghost in the house. And, um, there was this one guy who was like, man, I don't believe ghosts are stupid. And in front of everybody at the party. And I'm not kidding you. Um, a picture came off the wall and hit the guy in the head, the guy that said he didn't believe. And when I say I didn't say a picture fell from behind, it literally came from the side. And it's like someone threw the picture and hit him. Had it. Not, needless to say, the guy left and never came back to the house. Um, 
another experience in the same house. Well, I'm go ahead. Uh, you you saw a picture. One hundred percent kinetic, like telekinesis, like fly off the wall. One hundred percent. There was probably I would say at the time maybe six other people saw the same thing. Is it possible someone could have thrown it at him? Um. Now I was younger. Uh, I guess there is always a possibility. It was, but everybody has the same story. Yeah. Like, no. No. Yeah. Ten drunken sailors tell you the same story. It's probably you know probably something there. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, I'm not done yet. So we had a. Um, I remember mom had a boyfriend, and uh, this is backup. Forgive the viewers, but we used to get spanked. Okay, when we were kids when we we deserved it too but um so we were bad boys and uh we were uh getting ready for spankings because we were really bad uh we were bad our whole childhood but um moving past that um we got jesus now um yeah so we were there was a hallway okay so there's a hallway that had it goes to the upstairs and we were in our mom's room just kind of waiting for the punishment to unfold and my mom's boyfriend was walking past the the, um, the hallway and the door was shut when he got to where the hallway and the door was the door flung open as if somebody just slammed it open and it's he smacked right into it um and then he shut the door and the door came back open again and there was no window above the steps that had a draft that would kick this door open when he shut it so that was another instance and we ended up naming him called herman the ghost we, I don't know why we named him Herman, but his name was Herman. And uh, that was my experience with uh, a ghost, a spirit. I don't know what you call it, but um, something was there and it was doing some crazy stuff. Wow. And I was protecting us from getting our butts whipped. So, so there's Casper, was- the friendly ghost, and then Herman, the very angry ghost. I, he wasn't angry though. He just liked to take things and, um, and he didn't like people talking smack apparently cause he took a picture to do it at somebody. I don't know. He wasn't, we weren't like scared of him. Right. Um, and nobody was really scared of him. I, I it was just a very odd experience. Um, Herman, no, nah, man, David Herman, you're listening to the show. My buddy, David Herman, you need to, you're going to hear this one. So that was, uh, that's for you. Actually, he's kind of like that too. He yells at me a lot. So maybe his spirit is like haunting that. Yeah. He's, he's a brilliant Facebook marketer. Um, and he, uh, and the content is never good enough for him. He's like the, he's like the Bobby Knight of, uh, of digital marketing, you know, like crusty, angry, but dominates, you know? So yeah, it's you know. weird. The reels on Facebook too, like this, obviously Instagram and Facebook together, um, you're speaking on the content, like that's, that's taken off too, all of a sudden, just because brand is actually trying to compete with TikTok with the reels. So, yeah, it seems, it's interesting because it seems like YouTube is promoting shorts to be like TikTok. TikTok Mm -hmm. is promoting 10 minute, three minute content to be more like YouTube and Instagram is like, well, we want to be more like TikTok and some more reels. And so everyone's trying to be just like you said, everyone's trying to be everybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just be you. That's all I could say is be just, you 100 genuinely you. Um, because then you don't got to tell a story that ain't true. Um, just continue to be you and you'll, you'll grow naturally. You'll just, you'll people will latch on and, They'll enjoy the what you're talking about, what you're doing with your content, and they'll follow you and they'll support you, and um, it's it, it's great. But you might find out it's not for you either. A lot of people want to get on here and get famous. I I don't even consider myself famous. Um, 
I just honestly, Ron, at the end of the day, before you close out, um, long story short is hopes and smiles, man. And um, I'm not looking at him to get into anybody's pocketbook or make all the money. I want to make some money. I don't want to be poor. I grew up poor. I don't want to be poor. But um, at the end of the day, I want to be rich in people. And I think mm-hmm. that's the thing is have a bridge in the gap, especially today. There's just so much crap. Um, just trying to be a bridge in the gap. You know what I mean? Amen. Well, thank you, man. This was awesome. And uh, a shout out to uh, our friends at True Labs, uh, who obviously brought us together. So the way, the True Lab and the life, right? So should you find yourself dehydrated from a bout with Herman the Ghost, you should drink True Lab. Um, so efficacy, yeah. Pre, good too. Pre, the pre-workout. Pre, pre-workout. Yeah. That's good. That's pre-workout. Um, yeah. But uh, anyways, well, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us, man. Uh, it's an honor to have you here. And uh, thank you for your wisdom. This is wonderful. And uh, we'll, as soon as we can get that bus up there, since you're not willing to come to San Diego or Los Angeles, I think we'll have to take the bus up to I, Gay- Gaylord, Michigan. I used to live well, Woodland Hills, but I'm, Woodland I'm, Hills. I'm up there um, during the winter. There's a possibility it might come to California for the winter because we had a friend uh, that lives out there in California. So, um, we might be visiting that person and then going up to like the Redwoods. So oh, it yeah. might be. Amen. Amen, sir. Well, we've been camping with Kevin Lawson. So your next step, of course, listeners is to decide which part of your face should you disguise when you create content. So go with the left side, the left, left side. I don't I'm just going to start filming videos like this, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh man. And sell it with just the left side of my face. Someone you should, uh, yeah, do a do a face guard like that, like a half face guard. I can't make a shirt with my face on it. I can't. It's just not in me. No, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Co folks, we've been camping with Kevin Lawson. Checking out, check out his content at Kevin Lawson, right on TikTok. Uh, Kevin Lawson. Kevin Lawson. Check it out. Talk soon, folks.